0: Welcome back to Safe Talk with Safe Start. I'm your host, Tim page Bodorf, and on the agenda in this podcast, Quick bite, why do people take shortcuts and break or bypass rules? The answer, as simple as the question maybe it is quite complex. I've been told by many military leaders that if you cut a corner, you end up making two more. So let's begin this podcast with a true story. I was on a customer site for a week, training their employees about the importance of human factors when it comes to overall performance. And of course, that includes organizational reliability elements like safety, productivity, and quality. And as part of that training, I underscored the importance of near-miss reporting to each group and the employees that I encountered that entire week. I let every one of them know that the organizational feedback what it does to both systems and individual learning. You might remember us calling them learning loops. So the employees were very keen. I mean, they were excited about elevating their reporting for near misses and they saw the potential outcomes of what that could do. So let's fast forward about a month. I get a call from the plant manager at that facility and he's hot. His question was, what in the heck did you tell these people? At first, I was slightly confused, like, what's going on? Well, he then kind of interjected and said, since you've left our plant, our near-miss reporting has skyrocketed. I was excited, like, whoa, that's cool, and he's not having it. I then tried to explain to him how that was a great thing. I went through the normal near-miss elevator speech and still no budging. I I, I don't think I was convinced that he was buying my point. However, I did follow up with him six months later and he still hasn't budged. And that's most unfortunate for him and his employees in the entire plant. So don't get me wrong, he was certainly an affable fella. He just didn't see the value of increased near-miss reporting and what that can do to organizational feedback. As Sheila would remind me when our girls were young, everything can't be World War III with these girls. In other words, you have to pick and choose your battles. And this was not the hill I was willing to die on. I mean, explaining to him the importance of elevating a potential leading indicator like near misses was already lost to, quote unquote. Too many near misses means something needs to be fixed, which then turns into too much time, effort, and money, which leads to, yeah, I think I'm done with this fight. Put yourself in the shoes of one of his employees, knowing how the plant manager feels about near misreporting, reporting. Would you risk facing his wrath or just keep quiet? Would you be the one person that actually speaks up about something and then all of a sudden it does something to both the culture and individual climate? Worst yet, say you experienced a minor injury. Would you report that? I mean, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt he perhaps had unwillingly created an environment that leads to a bunch of bloody pockets. Now, how leaders react to these leading indicators may be a part of the answer why people bypass the rules or take shortcuts. Furthermore, if he could tie in an injury to a person breaking the rules, what do you think is gonna happen next? I mean, I wanna be crystal clear here. Discipline has a place in safety and it always will but if discipline worked in every case, we would have put that hammer away a long time ago. The next level of leadership I found even more problematic, think about that supervisor who overlooks rule violations usually in exchange for production. Or yet, even worse, the supervisor who would make a great crooked politician. He lets his buddy violate the rules, but holds everybody else to a different standard, which is obviously why we've developed Safe Lead. If you haven't listened to transforming supervisors into great safety leaders, you should put that into your podcast queue. That to date is our most downloaded podcast here at Safe Talk with Safe Start. Consider the question, are the procedures too complex and take too long to complete properly? Often what might be considered design in a conference room isn't always going to be practical in the field. I always like to get the closest person to the work, the operator usually, to assist engineering and safety to come up with practical and well thought out procedures. Give you an example on the system side. Uh, The International Standards Organization created ISO 14121, obviously in the 14,001 family, which came from ANSI's B11TR3. If you don't know anything about this, this is how to conduct a machine guarding risk assessment to prove whether you need devices, locations, or guarding. It requires, if you follow the standard to a T, more than just one individual to come up with the reason why machine guarding is complete or needed. You get, into, you get engineering, you get maintenance, you get the operators, and you get safety involved. And if you want leadership to be involved to take a little bit of ownership, then that's a great addition too. So getting those people involved in the very beginning is important. But the point being, if the procedures are too complex, they don't understand it, they don't have any ownership in it, and of course, they take too long, of course they're going to get bypassed. I mean, what do you think would happen when you go in to design those procedures, those policies? That's why it's important to get those people involved. So let's get to the human factors framework. As a matter of fact, my partner and I did an entire podcast on the framework. Make sure you check that out. I mean, it's not another product. It's just a way of looking at things through a different lens. We call it the human factors lens, both from an individual and an organizational vantage point. So take this for example, how do we design our work? Is it easier to do the scheduling here, or scheduling job rotations to give employees psychological as well as a much needed mental break, is that important, okay? So thinking about is it easier to do the right thing, or is it easier to bypass procedures, rules, and even guarding, give those people a break. I've even seen companies who run six days a week for 12-hour shifts. I mean, you don't have to be Einstein to calculate that you'll eventually pay for that approach. That, in summary, is an organizational approach. Now, let's kind of get to the individual. Is he or she under the influence of any human factor? Perhaps they're rushed or frustrated, and if so, why? If you can help them, do it. An important additional question is, who else needs to know? In other words, feed that individual experience back into the organizational learning loop to assure others don't encounter the same issues. Going back to the near-miss reporting. That would help ensure overall performance and improved outcome reliability sprung up from some sort of miscommunication. Open and clear dialogue is often a remedy. If it's off the job in nature, like I just said before, you could steer them towards human resources or maybe even an employee assistant program. As you can see, when it comes to the question why do people take shortcuts or bypass rules, that question may not have an easy answer, but with that said, the human factors framework will likely hold the key. Short of that, willful neglect may be the cause, and of course, that's where progressive discipline might enter the equation. However, a word of caution, don't ever assume that the violation is as clear-cut as that. Human factors may be well in play. Gotta remember to identify or at least try to identify intention. So that's our time today for this quick soundbite. Thank you for choosing to spend some time of yours with us. If you'd like more information on SafeLead or the Human Factors Framework like I mentioned earlier, Make sure you reach out to your account executive or just drop in on our website, safestart.com. Also, when you talk to your account executive the next time, please make sure to ask them about our upcoming Human Factors Conference in Kissimmee, Florida, which is set for February 20th through the 22nd of 2022. For everyone that has been part of this, thanks for listening. Until next time, I'm Tim Page Bodor for Safe Talk with SafeStart. We'll see you down the road.